Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Someone tell me why the Detroit Lions would not be Super Bowl contenders. Hey, welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Happy Halloween, everybody. We'll get our costumes up later in the show. A couple surprises for you today. But the Lions, listen, this was not their most impressive victory last night. The Raiders are terrible, and we can talk about Devontae Adams' comments after the game. He's clearly not happy and frustrated, but does he only have himself to blame? Um, the Lions, to me, have all the things that you look at and say, that's a team on paper that can win a Super Bowl. They have a good offensive line. They have a good defensive line. They have a quarterback who has some experience. They have good weapons on offense, a robust run game, and they have a head coach who, while is not a Super Bowl-winning head coach, does seem to have a handle on things and doesn't seem to make stupid mistakes. They're not a heavily penalized team, and it looks like they could have home field during these playoffs. I put that to you on paper, Perloff, and don't even tell you the team name, the city name, or anything. You would say that looks like a Super Bowl contender. Your logic is spot on. I just can't see them beating a combination of Dallas, San Francisco, and Philadelphia in two playoff games. And maybe this is me being uh, sort of looking backwards and saying the Lions have not been able to do it. But this is a young team, this formula where you beat up on the worst division, one of the worst divisions in football. Listen, they got Chicago, Minnesota without Cousins, and a mess of a Green Bay team. So you're right, they could get home field. But they're going to have an indoor playoff game in the playoffs, and they're going to face three really tough teams who do all those things you just said. That applies to Philadelphia for sure. It applies to Dallas for sure. And I think it applies to San Francisco if they're healthy. So Detroit, here's the question. What did last week's win at Baltimore, and they faced a real offensive and defensive line. They did not yeah, look good. they got good. smoked. They, they got, got smoked. smoked. So I just think that they're, they're going to get this gaudy record, and we're going to come into the playoffs with more questions than the other teams. Maybe I'm being stuck in the past, but I do think that it, on a neutral field, can you really see this Detroit team handling both Philly, San Francisco, and Dallas in okay. a row? So first, let's take the loss last week, right? Yeah. I think I'm willing to forgive a bad loss. It was bad. Baltimore totally destroyed them. But it feels like those are not always indicative of what a team is and who they are. And if a team can rebound and win the next week and they don't allow it to snowball and spiral, then I think that's a good sign. And you look at Kansas City at a bad loss last week against Denver, even if you have Mahomes who's sick. You had your Philadelphia Eagles, lost to the Jets. I mean, who saw that coming? You have the Dallas Cowboys, lost to San Francisco. San Francisco just losing three in a row. I can point out points in the schedule where a team didn't look like themselves, and I'm willing to say that was the Lions last week. Now, 
in terms of those other contenders in the NFC, I see flaws in all of them as well. I see a Philadelphia team where Jalen Hurts continues to throw interceptions, which is something he has not done in previous seasons. I see a San Francisco team who's lost three in a row, whose defense doesn't look as ferocious. Dallas, I mean, do I have to even explain why Dallas might be vulnerable in the postseason? They need to win a big game in the postseason. And, you know, I I can look at the rest of the NFC and say, if you have home field advantage and you can win at the line of scrimmage, why not Detroit? So if you took the first opening game out against Kansas City when Kansas City didn't have a Kelsey, show me the win that shows you a single thing about who's the team they've been. I mean, they will have a big test coming up out of the bye week at the Chargers, and they will get I mean, Dallas. That's a losing team. And they will get Dallas on December So they beat Atlanta, terrible. Green Bay, terrible. Carolina, the worst team in the league. Tampa Bay, coming up close on the worst team in the league. And Vegas, the absolute worst team in the league. Yeah. It's very hard to assess the Lions. All those things you said, yeah, when they're playing... You know, they basically played seven of the top eight picks in the NFL draft. <laughs> I, I just don't. That's why they're going to get the number one seed, unknown. I think. <laughs> they're going to get, they could easily get the number one seed. But that being said, they are, that does not necessarily translate all the time. Remember, an indoor team getting a number one seed in a weak conference is not always a great formula. Think of the Colts always did that and always lost in the first playoff game. Okay, can I give you a team who had a ridiculously easy schedule and still made it to the Super Bowl and was representative that they actually were a good team, even though they had a very easy schedule. It was your Philadelphia Eagles last year. They had an easy schedule. You got to play Cooper Rush, I think, in one of those games. It wasn't even Dak, was it? If I'm remembering last year correctly. But it was easy schedule, played no good quarterbacks. And what happened? Went to the Super Bowl and you were a James Bradbury defensive holding away from possibly yeah, winning that- it. Sometimes you don't. You can only play who's ahead of you. And sometimes you don't get tested really tested until the playoffs. But they kind of had the core of a team that had already won a Super Bowl. There were a lot there was a lot of Super Bowl pedigree on that team. What is there on the Lions? Well, but it was a new head coach, it was a new quarterback. Yeah, the Lions just because they haven't done it yet. See, in the in the NFL more so than all their sports, I think you can have an out of nowhere team. The Cincinnati Bengals came out of nowhere yeah. with an unproven quarterback with an unproven head coach. You can you can catch more lightning in a bottle in the Give me your, give me your you second unproven team. Well, I think the Philadelphia Eagles. You, the Eagles, come on! They have Jason Kelsey and Brandon Graham, and they traded for AJ Brown. They they were a seasoned team. This Lions team is young, all over the place. They are, but so was the Cincinnati Bengals, and they they had the same kind of loser mentality before that the Lions had. The Lions had maybe a little bit more, but the Cincinnati Bengals were not a, a thought of pawn about uh, being this big winner or anything like that. It happens quickly in this league. And it, it does. I totally agree with it. And the 14 Lions are- and 4 over their last 18. If you want to take it back to eight, the last season, you know, it's a similar team. You could say they've kind of been doing it for a while. Yeah. I mean, if you really believe that, I would put a huge future bet on the Lions because you're getting great odds right now. Because I yeah. think most people think like me, and it could be wrong. They look pat. I, I think on a neutral field, the Cowboys are a three point favorite. I think even in Detroit, the Cowboys are favored. And the Cowboys can't beat anybody in the playoffs. <laughs> you know, that'd be something. Um, Listen, you might be right, but how many games, again, were the Cincinnati Bengals not favored in in their playoff run? And they ended up doing it. Maybe their exception out the rule, but I do see a lot of similarities. Goff is not as good as Joe Burrow, that's for sure. But offense, defensive lines of scrimmage, offense, great play calling, defense that has taken a massive step forward from last year. They look like a, a – I mean, listen, against the Raiders, every defense should look amazing. But they looked very good. They looked button up, and we'll see. 
We'll see. Yeah, I I like them as a I think it's a, I think there's much more unknown in this formula than you do because of the teams they've beaten. Even last night, I mean, last night, they the 26-14 score is very deceiving. Yeah. They outgained them basically 500 to 150. It should have been 62 to 7. It should have been. I don't know what happened. number for Detroit. It should have been. Uh, so, I don't know. I think we're going to have these easy wins. Tons of them. We're going to collect a lot of them. They could get the number one seed. It's just not always translates to the playoffs. I think they're a very good team. I think maybe they're a year away because they're young. Look at all these players. Jameer Gibbs is great, but he's a rookie. Sam Laporta, great, but he's a rookie. Hutchinson's 24. So even if they don't go all the way, it's obviously a very exciting time for Detroit at every position. I was watching the Raiders game, too. There is one vulnerability. I feel like if they're going to drop back to pass, just cover Amon's Ross and Brown. What else is it? He's so good, and you can tell when Goff like doesn't have him, it's a different kind right. of game. It's like, but every quarterback likes that. This is Brady with Wes Welker. This is, you know, everyone loves us. Like he's the security blanket guy. He's the first down guy. Right, but the Eagles have two guys. So, and the Niners kind of have two guys. Well, yeah. The Cowboys, that's their problem. They only have C.D. Lamb. Last night, for some reason, the Raiders took an interesting defensive strategy. We're going to get your best receiver, and we're not going to cover him with anybody. <laughs> Our quarterbacks are going to run the opposite way yeah. when he goes out. He had three catches where I, I froze the screen. There was no defender on the yeah. screen. That amoeba defense is just moving away from everyone. And Jameer Gibbs, the rookie, was outstanding. Was that a function of him being that good or the Raiders being so bad at tackling? Because I'd like to see that again against, say, next week against the Chargers, who are also terrible on defense. The, the- Can he keep that? up because last night he ran through so many tackles I couldn't believe it the run defense is awful for the Raiders the only thing they have really going on defense is when Max Crosby can pin his ears back and go and or like, or make a run play go for minus seven yards I've never seen a more one-man defense in my entire life it's crazy I mean Marcus Peters was the one with the pick six but it was Max Crosby he keeps showing up I mean yes you're right he he feels like he is the defense and it's just sad what's going on with the Raiders because they gave you a little glimmer of hope when they beat the Green Bay Packers on Monday night. Right. And then it was like, all right, here's a here's not a terrible spot in their schedule. This game was always going to be tough for them, but they go and lose to Chicago the next week yeah. playing against Tyson Badgett, the backup for most of the game. And now you got like both New York teams. Like there were some on paper winnable games on the schedule. But they can't, I, I, again, I don't know how anybody would lose to the Raiders. I'll tell you right now. Anybody. My problem with them is the coach. Oh, he's You awful. could see the energy permeate throughout the team. They, they've taken Josh McDaniels, sort of lame sideline presence, and it is everywhere on that team right now. Even Devontae Adams, one of the sunniest disposition players in the league, looks absolutely depressed. Jimmy G should not be on the field, but they have no one else to go to. They should have gone to Aiden O'Connell last night, by the way. Uh, Josh McDaniel screwed that up. I mean, did you are you going to try and win the game, or are you just going to let Jimmy G be a tackling dummy all the game long? The fact they never got a good backup for Jimmy Garoppolo when he has all these injuries, that told you what – it they told let, you everything. They let Jared Stidham walk out of the building, yeah. go to Denver uh, division opponent. You're right. There's so many problems. I think it starts with the top. I think Mark Davis – I believe sort of the owner sets a tone for the entire franchise. So Mark Davis permeates down to Josh McDaniels, and you could see it. The defensive players just had no effort last night. How do you make the playoffs with an interim head coach in Rich Bisaccia, right? The the special teams coordinator, and you make the playoffs, and you're like, all right, now we got Devontae Adams coming in. <laughs> like he handpicked this team. This is where he wants to be. And you've just been so much worse. I mean, it actually makes 
John Gruden look better in the Raiders because McDaniels, after you gave me Gruden and McDaniels, I'm taking Gruden all day long, believe it or not. Unfortunately, the guy is just like, you know, appears to be sending racist and homophobic emails. And that just can't happen in the workplace. But yes. Uh, no, and he was he was not a good coach for the Raiders. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, right. But it's he's just, still better than Josh McDaniels. But again, it's like more of this nonsense from the Raiders. And yet they still made the playoffs despite the Gruden situation, the Henry Rugg situation. I mean, it's so many ridiculous, like awful, and in many ways tragic things that happened the year they did make the playoffs, and now you hope to stabilize the situation, and they're awful. So how do we know what's the future there too? Like if I'm a Raider fan, I'm so depressed today. How do we get Devontae Adams to a contender? Adam Schefter came on in the third quarter last night and said the Raiders are not going to make a trade. Why? What what are they doing? If you you get a first round pick for Devontae Adams, let Devontae go. Devontae it would help so many teams. So much. I mean, can you imagine if he went to the Cowboys? Can you imagine? By the way, the Lions. Can you imagine any contender adding that player? It'd be unbelievable. It it makes no sense. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, well, you know, we don't want to make a trade. You should. Like, you should make a (laughs) trade. Your whole roster should be up for grabs. I honestly like rebuild this thing, and I and you got to get rid of McDaniel's. Like, he can't succeed outside of New England. He's no. one of those guys. I, I think anybody can succeed outside of New England. They're all terrible. They're all, all the Belichick <laughs> assistants. And Bill O'Brien's been bad, and they ha- and he has been back in New England. Anyway, this this is this is rough for the Raiders. 855-2124-CBS. Meanwhile, I do think the Lions are a Super Bowl contender. So, poll questions? Let EJ figure that out. Yeah. Are the Lions Super Bowl contenders? Yes or no, I think we'll... I like that Makes one. Sense. Or you could word it. Do you think the Lions come out of the NFC? That would be a very different poll. Mm. That would be very. Di- that would be a different. Put both. Well, put. Let's do the first two hours of the show. Are the Lions a Super Bowl contender? And then at at eight o'clock Eastern, put up the second question. <laughs> I like let's that. see. Compare the results. Let's get into some science, some data, some <laughs> analytics. You know what's going to happen if you had not done that? Perloff would just put his own poll up on his own social media in the way that he wants it—a competing poll. Yeah, and it would have been question. You know how they they study polls and say, "Oh, the way you ask this question yeah. is how you got the answer." Perloff's question would have been, you know, say the Lions didn't have yeah. Goff and <laughs> they had a cold. Well, <laughs> are the Lions a Super Bowl <laughs> contender? Guess what? They're, everybody who's in the playoffs is technically a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. So I think that's a little wishy washy. You say, "Will the Lions win the NFC?" That's a harder question. You didn't know that Perloff once interned at Quinnipiac. Oh, I love it. You, you gave me into the science of polling. Oh, my God. I, that sounded oddly <laughs> dirty. But, yes, I, I I could sit and listen to a professor talk about polls for hours. You could have been Steve Kornacki. That could have been you. I'm glad yeah, it's not because no, I'm glad you're here. I, I, I don't really understand polling. Uh, so Kornacki <laughs> seems to understand it. And that is a lot of khaki. I don't. I couldn't pull off that much khaki. It's a lot. It's a little much for you. No, Major I was jealous Marble. of Kornacki. There's yeah. very few people in this industry I'm jealous of. Kornacki, definitely. I mean, how do you know all those counties? Meanwhile, Kornacki's about to be way back in our lives because oh, it's about yeah. to be an election season. Anyway, yes. uh, Brad is in Sacramento, wants to talk about the Raiders head coach. Brad, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Maggie. How are you doing? They're doing well. Better than the Raiders. Man, is that guy in a hot seat or what? When are we going to fire this coach? Today? How about today? Oh, I would love it. I mean, is, is there any talk or anything? I mean... You know, this is the problem, Brad, and I get the frustration. I think sometimes teams, they know what the solution is, right? Like, they know, they have to know inside the Raiders that Josh McDaniels was a mistake. But ego yeah. ego gets in the way, and they don't want to admit the mistake. 
in the middle of the season. It's like throwing good money after bad money. Like, why not? I th- I'm a get rid of them right now. Maybe you yeah. inspire this team to go on a little bit of a run, especially when you're about to hit a soft spot of the schedule. Yeah, man, I agree with you, I agree with you so much. Well, I, I think what they really need to do is they need to trade Devontae Adams for a first-round pick so they can try to make a package to move up to one or two for a quarterback. Well, I'm sure he wants to go, too. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, just ask him. Brad, thank you so much. We will play some Devontae Adams sound for you. Uh, you're never getting up to one. Nobody well, is going to trade out of that Caleb Williams spot. The Raiders, though, they really have to focus. Forget Josh McDaniels. Forget Devontae Adams. They need to focus on getting that quarterback next year. That's the entire building should be talking about that and only that. They should have been doing that last year when they decided to get rid of Carr. Well, Jimmy G hasn't helped them win a single game. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> they have to cut Max Crosby if they want to get the number one pick. <laughs> the problem is they should have been focused on how do we get a quarterback either last year in the draft or really put their efforts into doing it before the season. You mean you're saying the defensive end out of Texas Tech who's done nothing <laughs> was not a, a value add at number seven overall? You know, it was a head scratcher at the time. You know, Will Levis would have been a great Raiders quarterback based on recency bias to do through four touchdowns. <laughs> but I'm not sure the quarterback was there. Drake May, big, tall guy. Maybe they get to number two and that fixes it. So forget, they're going to have a new coach. They probably should have a new GM in my opinion. And now you've, you just Lose as much as you can. And Jimmy G's not going to hurt you in that regard. 855-212-4CBS. No, he will not. Just keep throwing picks and getting hurt. 855-212-4227. Coming up, your phone calls. You want to talk about the Raiders? You're welcome to it. Our poll question, are are the Lions coming out of the NFC? I think is the way we decided to pull that, put that. At Maggie and Pearl, if you want to go weigh in on that. We say good morning to the Weedos and the coffee drinkers. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio also twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. Good morning to our CBS Sports Radio affiliates who we love. The free Odyssey app, Sirius XM Channel 158. Uh, If you are watching right now, you'll notice we are not wearing our costumes yet. That's going to happen a little bit later on in the show. The big reveal. We've got yours is a mystery. EJ's is a mystery. Pete and I have both seen each other's costumes. But EJ and Perloff are revealing it to us. I have no idea what Pete is. I know what you're going to be, and it's awesome. I think all I'm so looking forward to EJ. EJ, I get you're the sense of hints? props. I think this is <laughs> there's a lot going on with EJ's. We'll I, see. It'll be it'll be an interesting eight o'clock. I have a guess too of what EJ's going to be. I do too. Can we share the guess before we see him? Yeah. Because he put out a hint on social media that we'll yeah. share later. Okay. Yes. A lot going on today. Uh, we also had some news overnight. One major superstar got traded away. We got to the details for you. We got Devontae Adams sound. Don't move. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. It's Maggie Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Oh, my gosh. What a night of sports. It was totally insane. We had everything going on. NBA, NHL. We're- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Series, Monday Night Football. I got completely distracted by this massive radio rant with Clemson coach Dabo Sweeney that we'll get into later. Yeah. But then I wake An up. I wake up. And James Harden was traded overnight to the Clippers? What the heck is going on here, Maggie? Yeah, finally, our long national nightmare is over. Go play with that loser bunch. And I, I, this is this is the trade for you, okay? The Clippers get James Harden. They get P.J. Tucker and someone I never heard of that Philip dude. Petrushev. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The 76ers get Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, K.J. Martin, and most importantly, a 2028 unprotected first-round pick, two second-round picks, a 2029 pick swap, and an additional first-round pick that's going to be rerouted through a third team that's still being determined with the Clippers and some other team that we don't know yet. Okay, the Cliff notes on this. Somehow, when the Clippers were negotiating against themselves, Mm -hmm. they still gave up a first-round pick, an unprotected first-round pick for James Harden. I just don't see what people are seeing. You know, the numbers will always be there with Harden. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's one of the 75 greatest players. But when you're being traded to a team that's trying to actually win – how does having Kawhi and Paul George and Russell Westbrook and James Harden get you to the finish line? Yeah. I don't understand that at all. I don't know how they got a first-round pick for Maybe just because superstars need to be traded for first-round picks, whether they're over the hill or not. I was surprised that there was an unprotected first-round pick. Well, Why? I think the future first future first-round picks are not the thing necessarily in the NBA anymore. The unprotected part is interesting. If you're a GM of the Clippers, what do you care? You're definitely not going to be there. Is it Lawrence Frank who's the GM? Yeah, Lawrence Frank's yeah. the yeah. president. He doesn't care. He's never he's never going to see that pick. The thing is, one positive, you keep the ball out of Russell Westbrook's hands because James Harden will not pass the ball. <laughs> okay. So James Harden, positive. as bad as he is, he okay. is 50 times the player of Russell Westbrook right now. So that's the only he's positive. Also, Russell Westbrook's also getting paid, to be fair, like one-eighth of what, of what Harden's making this yeah. year. So yeah. it's not like it's a huge financial... Uh, investment. I believe it or not, I can't stand Cardin's game. I don't like anything about it, but he actually makes the Clippers a little better, believe it or not. Now, the Sixers, I actually thought Nick Batum was already on the Sixers. I can't even... <laughs> Nick Batum, Robert Covington, and Marcus Morris, they... They've, they've been, on, been, every, Sixers, they've right? been on every team in the league. I don't think they actually all had. Well, Robert Covington, Covington was part Covington of the process. Was part of the process. Yeah. Wait, Covington has. Yeah. But uh, Marcus Morris, how many teams has he played on? Or if you combine him and his brother. so <laughs> And then this guy, K.J. Martin, I'm fascinated with. So is that the old Sacramento Kings guard? That, I had no, to that look was up. Kevin Martin. That was Kevin Martin. Yeah. And it's not Kenyon Martin Jr. either. No, this is Kenyon Martin Jr. Oh, it is Kenyon yeah. Martin Jr. Yeah, he goes by K.J. He goes by K.J.? Yes. Is he any good? He's a great athlete. And that's the best I can say. (laughs) She has a great personality. You got to meet her. So get ready for a couple. It's really about the first. I'm with Maggie though. I can't believe that Daryl Morey got a first round pick and maybe a second first round pick. Right? There's something going on there. I think this is a great deal for Daryl Morey. He could win Executive of the Decade if this all works out. Well, uh, let's tap the brakes on Executive of the Decade. For James Harden, he got a first round pick. That's unbelievable. Well, I think it is too. But the way that Woj wrote the ESPN article was that they're going to use this future first round pick to try to get another high level guard. And it's like, so it's obviously worth something. 
if it if they can turn it around and they can get another high level guard, or maybe that's wishful thinking, or maybe that's Daryl Moore trying to put his spin on things. But like, I, I just I don't get it. I don't I don't know why the Clippers had to have James Harden. I get why James Harden wanted to leave Philadelphia. Clearly has an issue with Maury. He had to go all the way to China to tell everybody that he doesn't want to play for Dale Maury. That was, but like, what what are the Clippers gaining here? Do you think yeah. James Harden's going to be the one to lead you to a title? How no. how long are we going to fall for this banana in the pit tailpipe? No, but I, I think that future first-round pick for the Clippers is not super important. I My mind is still completely blown here. That K.J. Martin is Kenya Martin Jr. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, somebody's got to tell it. me these things before I break <laughs> down the trade. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this is a good day for a Sixers fan. It's a really good day. This well, Daryl yeah, Morey, you want you to, to out. One thing you have to remember, Daryl Morey did inherit a mess of a team because Ben Simmons was there. So he basically turned Ben Simmons into at least a, a puncher's chance with James Listen. Harden. Didn't work. And then he turned that into something else. This has all worked out way better than I thought it was going to. Okay, maybe. But you got to be honest. I mean, Daryl Morey, it's like what Homer Simpson says about beer which is the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. That's been James Harden for Daryl Morey. He's the cause of and the solution to all of his problems. He can't quit this guy until he had to move heaven and earth to try to trade for James Harden, and yet it becomes the one thing that could possibly, you know, lead to people calling for Maury's job because of how messy this got, and ultimately their relationship fizzles out into nothing. Like, I just... I just surprised that James Harden with the reputation and with the fact that he is not a winner and not a crunch time player that he would still be this sought after. And the Clippers, you're right. They don't care about first round picks. They traded four unprotected first round picks for Paul George. And in the meantime, traded away maybe one of the future stars in the league in Kardashian spokesman Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, but the Clippers will always be able to get free agents because it's L.A., I don't think that they're really going to be able to draft a team. A big factor here, Tyrese Maxey, star on the Sixers. So I think the Sixers are much more comfortable with where they are right now. I think they're worried about Joel Embiid leaving. That's their big big fear that he wants yeah. to get out of there. I think Maxey is averaging 30 points a game through three games. That's a huge factor here. So as long as you have one star guard, you're fine. Now, I'm not sure what kind of star guard they're going to add. Like, What are they looking for? You tell me. You. I have no idea. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, you already got Nick Batum. How much? Uh, actually, I guess he's technically a forward. Yeah, I think he's a, he's he's a forward. I, I don't know. I'm I can't give Maury all the credit because he's the one who brought James Harden in the first place. He's the one who but he gave believed away, in James Harden in the first place. What what real options did he have for Ben Simmons? He got rid of Ben Simmons. That was uh, trust me the biggest addition that he's ever made. Just getting that guy out of the building for anything was yeah, a was I get a win. It. And James Harden and and B lasted for a year and a half. Yeah, I mean that's a, a, about a half year longer than I thought. <laughs> I, can you imagine the Clippers uh, if all four guys show up? You have Westbrook, Max. I'm sorry, Westbrook, Harden, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard. There's one basketball. How is this going to work? I'm sorry. I'm just not falling for the fact that these guys will be healthy at the same time. And even if they are healthy when the playoffs start, what makes me think that everyone's going to be healthy to go on a two and a half month run through the Western Conference? Nothing. Nobody expects that. I I just don't get it. I can't wait to see everyone. You don't even put a guy on Westbrook anymore. You just pray that he takes a jump shot because, and then just worry about the the long rebound. I, I, I don't know. EJ, do you see this differently? I think that Daryl Morey looks a lot like a, like, a lot like a loser this morning. Wow. I mean, I, I look at this. 
trade, and, and I was very unimpressed. I feel like this is a trade that absolutely could have been done in the offseason, and we could have gotten rid of the James Harden headache, and these guys could have got chemistry. I feel like Daryl Morey runs NBA teams like it's NBA 2K, and these guys don't have feelings. There isn't yeah. chemistry that needs to be involved. He has no, like, to to do this now, when you only get one first-round pick, you're going to get rerouted a pick that's probably going to be protected. You're not getting another unprotected pick. Yeah. That won't have any impact on this team or the Clippers moving forward. It's just a waste. You wasted everybody's time. And if I was in Joel Embiid, I would be upset. I'd be like, we we could have had chemistry. We could have started to get this thing going. And instead, okay, we're getting Marcus Morris and Robert Covington and the hope that maybe some other guy's going to come sometime down the road. I guess I, this to me seems like it was probably maybe a bit from above because you're right. This isn't probably any better than what they were talking about in the summer. And I bet if Daryl Morey had his way, He's not afraid to get uncomfortable. He doesn't care how awkward this thing gets. He'd probably hang on to hard until the trade deadline and just not give a you-know-what. I, I don't know, but maybe this came from ownership, and they were like, listen, enough with the negative headlines. Now Harden's sitting there on the bench. He's staring at people in the stands that have Harden signs, you know, and he's you know staring them down like he wants to, you know, mess with them or fight with them or whatever. Like, I don't know. I just think Maury really is one of the most overrated sports figures we have. Like, this guy's not won a championship. He's never taken a team to a championship. And yet he carries himself and carries the organization like they have some championship pedigree that they haven't earned. I disagree with one thing. If Joel Embiid can't realize that the Sixers are better off without James Harden, then his judgment's all off anyway. Honestly, I, I watched Joel Embiid. I just wanted to get two years older. 15 pounds heavier than go and ruin the Knicks. That's really my, my I'd almost rather have that. Team. I'd almost rather have that than a Sixers championship because it's happening, EJ. You know that Embiid is going to be out of shape and older and get paid in New York and totally stick. Look, we'll take Joel Embiid. I think that he'll be totally fine. Leon Joel Rose Embiid, is this guy. I got to tell you, Embiid is also a problematic player. Whatever you see in, in Nikola Jokic, that drive is not necessarily there with Joel Embiid. Okay, well, I, if I were you, I'd, I'd grass is always greener. Like, no, I, I would. You, you know, this is a little. Don't know what you got till it's gone. I wouldn't want to see the Sixers without Joel Embiid right now. And to EJ's point, I don't know if I am trusting Daryl Morey to be like the mastermind architect for this one. I'll give him credit that he got a first round pick out of this because who were you compete? Who were you bidding against if you're the Clippers? Like who? Who? And then, but I, I just and the reason why I'm not. We're ready to give him a lot of credit because I really think that they would have got a first-round pick in the summer. When they told Maybe. me it was 2028, yeah. you told me it was 2023, 2024, 2025, or not 2023, obviously, but 2024, 2025, I would say, okay, that, you wanted to hold out for that, I can understand. But 2028, Lawrence Frank is, the other president on the other team, is fighting for his job as well. Right. He has no interest or any care about a 2028 pick. There's no way you could tell me that in the summer he was holding out for a 2028 first round pick, there's but, no way. Wait, EJ, there's a there's a third team involved too that has has yet to be named. So I don't think it's as simple as Frank. I think they they needed to find somebody else. That takes a lot of time and a lot of resources. I understand that, but at the same time, we don't know what that second pick is going to turn into. Again, it's likely I would bet on anything that is not going to be an unprotected pick, at least not an unprotected pick from a, a good a bad team. So you're getting another probably low first round pick. That, trust me, as a Knicks fan, we have a million uh, protected picks that we can't trade, we can't give away. Like, those don't have as much value as you think. I think a lot of this has been spinned from the Sixers' side to make it look like this is a better trade than it is. 
possible. Oh, but I take I take Marcus Morris, Nicholas Batum, or Robert Covington straight up for James Harden. This is a huge. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even hesitate. Uh, I mean, honestly, as Doc Rivers said very well after the season, when James Harden's on the court, the defense knows where the ball is at all times, and we are an easy team to defend. He was terrible for the Sixers. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd probably go in the Doc Rivers corner on this one. Oh, uh, <laughs> I would every every day of the week. Honestly, if you can't see the James Harden can tank a good team, then I don't... Oh, no, no, I think, I'm, yeah, I, I I'm think, with you on that one. It's just, you know, Doc Rivers doesn't have... I know he's a championship coach, mm, he's a great player, all that, but his, you know, postseason failures are also on display. I, I don't know. I, I feel that was much more on Harden than Doc Rivers last year. Uh, it was not good. Although Harden did help Joel Embiid get an MVP. Meanwhile, he's out to the Clippers now. You're welcome to weigh in at 855-212-4CBS. Andrew Bogish is here this morning with some headlines. Good morning, everybody. Those headlines sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. Yes. For the ramparts we I think that's James Harden singing about his <laughs> newfound freedom. Uh, he is now out of the Daryl Morey State Pen in Philly. Uh, let me just recap this Sixers-Clippers deal, which is not all the way done just yet. Harden and P.J. Tucker go to L.A., a 2028 unprotected number one, another first-round pick from an unknown third team, two second-rounders, and a pick swap head to Philly along with Robert Covington, Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, and K.J. Martin. The Clips do keep Terrence Mann, who is apparently high on Maury's wish list. Now, on the court last night, Steph Curry drilled seven threes. He scored 42 in the Warriors' 130-102 win in New Orleans. Steve Kerr can still be impressed by Curry. He's white hot. right? Now. It's amazing watching him. I mean, he looks better than ever. At 35. His dubs 3-0 and on the road after going 11-30 and there last season. Nikola Jokic, 27 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists as the Nuggets handle the Jazz, 110-102. 32 points for Shea Gilgis-Alexander as the Thunder down the Pistons, 124-112. And the Blazers got their first win of the season, 99-91 in Toronto, 11 points for Scoot Henderson. Oh, by the way, Brandon Miller is making a move on Victor Wembanyama yes. for rookie year. But uh, Steph Curry's this—he's the best player in the NBA right now. Last night was—he is better than he's ever been. It Did was Nicole Jokic die. Honestly, <laughs> Curry's better than him. I'm telling you right now, I'm—I would bet on the Warriors to win the NBA title. I couldn't believe how spry he looked last night. He was over half court and wide open no matter who was on him. That was one of my bold NBA takes, not to make this about me as I interject here. Last dance vibes for the Warriors. Yeah. Not just uh, yes. only with Klay Thompson, but also with Steve Kerr. I think this is his last year as the head coach, and I think they win the title. Yeah, I love that. I, I do remember you said that, and I kind of laughed at that because it seems like Curry is the only one who's at the highest level. It doesn't matter. He cannot be stopped. Jokic, you think Denver is going to be back? I think Jokic is so bored after winning the NBA title. I can't see him. He's basically going to lose early so he can go back to his horses. <laughs> Steph Curry <laughs> is the number one player in the NBA right now. They're 4-0. He's had multiple triple-doubles. He's, He's not bored. A triple -double. He can't wait to get back to his horses. 26-10-12. My question is, if you love horses this much, then you got, like, you're playing in Denver. 
Yeah, this is good. awesome. You could have a horse farm in Denver. You could have thousands of cattle or whatever. Like, just have yeah. all the horses in Denver and just stay in Colorado all year. By the way, I didn't say Josh Giddy is the best player in the NBA. <laughs> I said Steph Curry is the I best player in the NBA. He's one of the top ten players in the history of the sport. I understand. I'm just saying, Nicole Jokic, averaging a triple-double, finals MVP, destroyed everybody in the playoffs. There was something terrifying about it. Because I'm a Pelicans fan now. Something terrifying <laughs> about Steph Curry last night. Did you declare your family like, every day so you understand the context of your comments? Oh, you know, we should have, we should bring the whiteboard in and every morning Proloff has to tell us who he's a fan of well, today. Zion Williamson's my favorite player in the NBA. So therefore, <laughs> uh, the second he gets hurt, which will be when? Next Thursday? Yeah. Then I'm out. <laughs> Got all that? Uh, Super Bowl contender or not, the Lions are 6-2 and two after last night's 26-14 home win over the Raiders. Dan Campbell's defense allowed just seven points. I thought our defense played outstanding. Outstanding, man. You play defense like that, you can beat anybody. That defense making up for the offense, giving the ball away three times, including a pick six. They also settled for three early field goals, which kept this game closer than it should have been. Lions rookie running back Jameer Gibbs did run for a career-high 152 yards and score. The Seahawks traded for Giants D lineman Leonard Williams yesterday. A second-round pick next spring, a 2025 fifth-rounder go to New York. The Rams are calling Matthew Stafford day-to-day with a sprained UCL in his right thumb. And the Bills sign veteran running back Leonard Fournette. Corey Seager, still good at October baseball. Here's Corey Seager who swings and drives one deep to right. It sails way out of here. Corey Seager with a line drive home run. A good dozen rows into the seats in right. He's given Texas a 3-0 lead. That's from Rangers Radio. Seager, who was once World Series MVP, also started a crucial double play in the eighth as the Rangers held on for a 3-1 win in Arizona and a 2-1 lead in the fall classic. He's happy to take his turn in the starring role. We've preached about this all year. You know, it's a pass-baton mentality for us. Um, you don't always have to be the guy that day. Um, and that's comforting. You know, that, that takes stress off people. And... We've done, a, we've done a good job of that, and we're hoping to continue to do it. Here's the bad news for Texas. Adolis Garcia left in the eighth, went for an MRI with left side tightness. Max Scherzer only pitched three innings because of back stiffness. Colorado football players say jewelry was taken from their locker room during Saturday's loss at UCLA. The Bruins say a reporter has been filed with Pasadena police. We don't know which Buffalo's lost items and how pricey they were. And the Vegas Golden Knights survived a third shootout in four nights, 3-2 over the Canadiens. They are now 9-0-1 to start the season. Guys, back to you. Andrew Bogus, thank you so much. we got a lot more coming, including a change at quarterback in the NFL. We see you guys. You want to weigh in on the Harden trade, you're welcome to at 855-212-4CBS. Don't move. It's Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Halloween here on the Maggie and Perloff show. We'll be getting into our costumes later. EJ has a green screen behind him right now. This looks like he's living on a different planet. Yeah, Cap's going crazy on the green screen. You go to twitch.com or youtube.com to check it out. CBS Sports Radio. Cap's a master. James Harden got traded yesterday. Josh is in Modesto, California, wants to weigh in on the trade. Harden now a clipper. The 76ers do get back a unprotected first-round pick in 2028. Uh, who knows what the world will look like then. Josh, what's your take on the on the big trade? Hi, guys. Uh, so being from Modesto, California, uh, California having four professional teams, I like that. All the attention is going to the Lakers right now, the Kings rising right now, 
and the Clippers are always the Clippers doing what they do. Don't mess up later. But uh, anyways, I know it's early in the season, but uh, I'm low-key really liking this Warriors team. Yep. Um, the biggest difference I've seen is those three road wins right away. Yep. And on, on all those three road wins, our second unit has actually increased the lead or trimmed the lead, and it's given Curry a lot uh, more time to rest. I mean, um, against the Rockets, we went down early, and uh, Gary Payton and Clay Thompson, uh, and Clay Thompson chipped in and got us uh, got us a little bit better, and then Curry finished it off yesterday. Uh, Moody chipped in and uh, CP3 chipped in. Yeah, Curry Mo- Moody. Thirty minutes. Yeah, Moody's Curry the key. Thirty minutes. Yes, he played 30 minutes, had 42 points, and he looked effortless. I mean, the screens that were setting, Chris Paul uh, handling the the offense, I mean, it's looking really good, you know. And a lot of times, a lot, a lot of, uh, what I hear about is just people bagging on their age and this and that. Charles Barkley making fun of them, saying they're the fourth best team in California, which is fine with me. You know, it's a chip on, on Curry's shoulder to hear that kind of stuff, so... I'm really excited about this season. Josh, uh, I would I understand. I mean, early returns are awesome. Fixing the problem of not being successful on the road last year. You got Draymond back now, too, after what he missed the opener. Was it the first two games? I don't remember. And I'm getting last dance vibes here. And I think Curry wants that fifth title. I mean, obviously, he's super motivated. But if there is ever going to be a debate, we know we do the Jordan-LeBron debate, but if there's ever going to be a Curry-LeBron debate, Curry having a fifth title certainly would go a long way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Moses Moody turned 21, they were saying last night. he they, they they needed one more athlete. The problem is with the Warriors, same thing as last year. They If they face Denver in the playoffs, explain the matchup. Denver's front line, 7 feet, 6'11", 6'10". Warriors' front line, I don't even know who you got, 6'6", 6'8", 6'5". So that's the big issue is the, the height. I don't totally understand how it's going to work. It's worked in the past. I was going to say it worked when the Cleveland Cavaliers had a lot of height, you know, but, you at know, the front court, and they beat them. But the Warriors kind of always liked having that Bo, uh, Andrew Bogut or what's that crazy guy, JaVale McGee. They did, they've had centers. It was a huge problem in last year's playoffs, and I wonder if it'll come back. Chris Paul is actually there. Have, have You have any sense of Chris Paul as a player? He seems like it's such a role player now. I mean, he... Played yeah. 25 minutes and scored 13 points yesterday, but it was kind of a blow. Permission to get with you on that bandwagon. I feel like it's you. You jumped on <laughs> first you. very early. I kind of want to join you because I like every. I agree with that caller. I like everything I'm seeing there. I'm sorry, it's close. Bandwagon's oh, closed. You, especially for you because you just said in the last segment you're the world's biggest Pelicans fan. So huge Pelicans fan. <laughs> I if can't you take it seriously. So if you could just get Zion and Brandon Ingram to play more than five games a year together, <laughs> that would be a really great team. It would be very good. Um, this one was a little bit of a surprise from yesterday. Of course, you're welcome to weigh in on the Harden trade. We got a little sidetracked on the Golden State Warriors. Eight five five two one two four CBS. So you can weigh in on the Warriors. Whatever. Um, a little bit of surprising news yesterday, which is that Josh Dobbs of the Arizona Cardinals looks like he's going to be taking a seat on the bench and most likely going to be out of town. Now, we're not sure where he's going to be traded, but he's been starting for the Cardinals, even though they have one win. They've kind of been like a sort of spry team. Now we're not sure if Clayton Toon or Kyler Murray are going to be starting moving forward for the Arizona Cardinals. Bit of a head-scratching situation. Either Murray's healthy enough and can play, and you play him, or Clayton Toon, the backup, is in, and further examples that you are tanking the season? I'm not sure what to read into this. Well, Jonathan Gannon said he looked at the film. Dobbs was terrible on Sunday, but I thought it was partly a play calling. He had an interception 
where he was rolling against his body by design and throwing into three guys against the grain. It was the weirdest play. Arizona's a mess. I do not like this coach. I, I'm not sure where they're going with him because their time frame is not going to match up with where Jonathan Gannon needs to be. Not that he's going to be one and done, but I don't see the former Eagles D coordinator doing anything here. Because when are they when are they going to get out of this hole? Wait, how many how many quarterbacks has the Ravens defense embarrassed over the last few years? Uh, Tons. Ravens. They just embarrassed Jared Goff last week. And we're talking about are the Detroit Lions a real Super Bowl contender? I you can't base the you know if if this is all true and I don't think this is I think it's an excuse but if you're basing Josh Dobbs getting benched because of how he played against the Ravens defense half the quarterbacks in the league would be benched they're a great great defense really? I I just think this is I, something with Kyler Murray it, it, is he gonna play like is this just a smokescreen because he's coming off of the ACL and I don't know if we're gonna see him at all this year but maybe this is one more indication that we definitely are yeah no I think we definitely are. Uh, maybe even this Sunday. I don't find the Ravens that terrible. Last year, they were down on defense. They they keep on losing all their players. They're good, but they haven't really been super challenged. They hold teams to like 13 points a game. Yeah, because they've been playing nobody except when for... When they played Detroit, they, 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 they really put it on them, and Jared, Jared Goff had no answers. But it, it, anyway, regardless of that, the, the, the game against Baltimore yesterday, uh, Sunday, yeah, that was really terrible. Dobbs made the kind of mistakes that he hadn't been making all season. It's sort of like the pumpkin. What's the Cinderella expression? Yeah, it's he came way down to earth. You know, but so. here's the thing. So I, I don't think they should play Kyler Murray. I don't understand. You have a guy now who you have to look at as just an asset because you're going to be so bad that you're going to be picking at the top of the draft. You may have a shot at Caleb Williams. This regime is not the one who drafted nor paid Kyler Murray. This is a brand new regime. So I'm trying to protect that asset. I don't want Murray going out on a surgically repaired knee mm. and doing something to further damage it. I'm trying to find a trade partner to get Murray out of town. Yeah, but do you have to attach a decent pick with Murray to get someone to take him? I don't care if I'm getting Caleb Williams or Drake May. I got to start this thing all yeah, but- over. But you're not a coach who's going to go one and fifteen. I I think it's a you know it's easy to say tank when you're actually in the building. I think it is harder to tank. They've won one game. <laughs> this is this is nothing nothing good here. Uh, we have new details about Jim Harbaugh and the scandal at Michigan. They're crazy, of course. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.